0: Oh yeah, we were all supposed to be recording the beginning of this, so we sound like we're having oh, a really yeah. natural so conversation before we get natural, started. Ruban, natural, 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 <laughs> natural, 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 <laughs> <laughs> natural. So,
1: so then I said, you know, we, yeah, we like so each then, other so much. So we Greg, ordered that rash another bottle. Me of wine. about nothing
0: yeah, to worry sure. about. Wow, that was really really loud. <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast episode one hundred and eighty-eight. Side A.
1: I'm in complete time to deliver In my head and on the streets running in the headlights Feedings after flames and from the ashes I could make myself a
0: name. This is Give Me Bive Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. It's a side a episode. You know what that means? Tell me. That means we're going to talk about all the stuff that came out in the past few months or so. We're going to chat about it. We're going to review things. There might be some movies. There's going to be some streaming. Who knows what else? So that's what we're going to do. Uh, this week, we're going to be... Uh, oh, first of all, who am I? I am Ragnar Harry Breaches. And if I give myself that name... You know that the other ones are way worse. And I'm joined by Herftlors shriveled testicle did Did you have to look up how to pronounce that i, I who's gonna tell us that we're wrong?
1: Everyone in Sweden <laughs> yeah. where we
2: are oddly number sixteen Nothing <laughs> yeah. more.
0: Right after the ice fishing, uh, ice golf, uh, is a thing over there. Anyway, uh, and, uh, also I'm here with Quilvier, the friend of children. Quilvier.
2: <laughs> Wait, I'm not sure who was that. Nobody wants I'll to be, be friend, that friend of, of, children. of children. You know what, I'm both. I'm the friend of children <laughs> with a shriveled testicle. How about that? Mm.
0: This week, we are going to talk about Loki on Disney+. This is a weird one because it just came out yesterday. Usually we have a week to kind of stew on these things but this one came out just yesterday night and i was able i was excited and i watched it right away it's uh, a monkey stew exactly uh netflix exclusive sweet tooth which is uh, a interesting tale it's i was wondering how they would do it has having read the book we'll get into that we're gonna check out the latest in the Conjureverse. is that what it's called it i the, i was gonna
2: ask you i was like is that really what it's called
0: i think it's called the conjuring universe I was trying to think of some pun with Annabelle and I couldn't do it and I was tired when I wrote this. Um, so like the Annabelle Yeah. It's the Annabelle or if so come up with something good out there, people, and send it to us. Uh that is Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. And we're also gonna check out a Angelina Jolie movie. Uh she's as as Omar put on here, Angelina Jolie has another badass role. Um, although I'm hungry, so when I when he he saw "Badass Roll," I was thinking that he was talking about baked goods,
2: <laughs> mm.
0: and I was like, or mm. a sushi roll, yeah, yeah. But they could now a I sushi understand. Roll named after her called "Badass Roll." It's true, and uh, that movie's called "Those Who Wish Me Dead." So
2: it doesn't help fun. that
0: he wrote "Badass Roll" as R O L L. That's true. Of I was hungry
1: too. It's fine. That's okay.
0: We'll just pretend that was a voice-to-text situation. It was not. (laughs) Yeah. So that's all the stuff we're going to talk about. Rob, what do you have to say about spoilers and those who are angry about them?
2: I do have to say, about those who are angry about spoilers, shut the hell up. This is a review show. You're going to get them. If you don't want to hear them, fast forward, pause, whatever. There's going to be spoilers. We're going to ruin shit.
0: Suck it up. I heard, like, a ghost there. Like, maybe The Conjuring is coming to visit us early. Ruin. Uh Okay, so we, are, we have a <laughs> lot of topics today, and we got some other big stuff coming up later. So we're just going to forget about news. But no news is good news. Except with Florida news. Oh God, I need to t- <laughs> we, could, we could not pass on this one. No, let me explain. Oops, I just smacked my microphone. I need to explain to you the pain that is me preparing Florida night, because let's just start off with every story that I found. And we're going to, we'll go short on these, but these are the ones I went through and I, I don't know if it's the order of craziness, but for example, David Patrick Nims, he's 37 years old. He's a youth pastor at Calvary Baptist Church. You know what else he did? Meth. No. Prostitution. No. He got arrested s- for s-
1: something Gator related. No, no, no.
0: He got arrested for putting cameras in the men's bathrooms at the church uh, for to watch other dudes poop. Wait, is that that's illegal? <laughs> Where are you going? You hear like the microphone hit the ground.
1: I will be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> now, also, he was the uh, he was a Literally. youth minister, so it's even worse because the the bathroom that he was putting cameras in was you know, being used by by fourteen year olds, things like that. Yeah. So that's one of the terrible oh, stories God. in Florida I found, but it's still not the one I'm going to talk about. We we could also talk about the woman and i didn't write this one down but the woman that stripped naked and destroyed a uh was an outback steakhouse and there's <laughs> a video of her basically standing on top of the bar and emptying out all the like smashing all of the bottles and threw and, a bottle at a cop and and i gotta i gotta say i saw the video i was like damn she's 57 51 51 you go girl she had a great bo- she had a great body, and the video shows she it really all. Did. Yeah, but, shows everything, and, and a pretty decent arm too, as she threw yeah, the uh-huh, the, yeah. the mixer bottles. The
1: video did not show her psych eval, though. So <laughs> no. that's a problem.
0: Oh no the the the, the, the image of the uh, the mug shot, you could see the crazy there.
1: Mm, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I, I didn't catch her name because I didn't write that one down. But that's not even the Florida story of the week. Oh my god. This one also not the Florida story of the week. Uh, John Henry James the 3rd, he uh he basically uh led cops on a a high-speed chase. Um a 40-minute high-speed chase all around uh River County. So the River County sheriffs were like chasing him around. Do you know what he did when he got out of the car? What he He wrestled he an did? alligator. No. He threw a baby at Just... the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> what? He threw an actual damn baby. At the sheriff. Oh my God. Uh, uh, so he got out of the car. Threw, a human threw, baby? Actually, the first article I said said he threw a toddler. Was it a human one? And I was like, well, m- maybe the toddler could whatever. Then they showed a picture, and it was like a barely a human baby. Like, actually threw a baby that was in his car, threw this baby at the guy. The, the sheriff said, you can't throw a baby at us and expect us to treat you with kid gloves, Sheriff Eric Flowers said. He's right, actually. If someone throws a damn baby at you, you pretty much, you know. If you've given up, you're right to remain silent there, I guess. Uh, the baby was unharmed. Uh, Did the cop I, uh, catch the baby? The cop caught the baby. Excellent. So Good job, cop. I do like the, the little statement because everyone – you know everyone's looking for this, but the um, – you know, all the, the cams and stuff like that. The uh, the actual baby toss is not visible in any of the footage. But uh, just to get it out there, Detective – or sorry, Deputy Jacob Kirby uh, he caught the baby. Uh, he hero first of all he said mm-hmm. that it wasn't a toss it was an actual throw it was an overhand throw what the fuck um and he said it was awkward it was an awkward situation which i, don't I can know what imagine I go with that so oh my God. but still not the actual florida story <laughs> because we have the ultimate florida story that rob found last week and King of Florida men. The, the king of Florida, the ultimate Florida man. He is the king of Florida. So I'm not even sure if we do Florida stories after this because this guy takes – his His name is Lawrence Franklin King, Florida. His actual name is Florida. So he is a Florida man. In uh, one night, he broke into seven different businesses. He uh, first broke into a seafood restaurant. He stole all of the White Claws from their fridge. You would think that if you steal all the white claws, and when I saw seafood, I was like, oh, maybe he got some crab claws. No, these are actually, like, alcoholic seltzers. He stole those and just threw them in the retention pond behind the restaurant. Like, okay. He
2: stole them and then just left them there. Yeah. Threw, threw
0: in there. He then went to a barber shop, which is a few blocks away, so he actually went a little bit of time, stole a set of clippers, and then broke into another barbecue shop and stole five more clippers— um, when barbershop, he, not a barbecue shop, sorry, bar... yeah, barber shop. Sorry. Uh, once he had enough of those, he, uh, he, uh, then went to a carpet store and a cafe. He actually stole money at the cafe, and then he went to a, uh, separate business called the Little Cat Rescue. So it was a rescue place, which, you know, you don't hurt uh, rescue. They're doing nice things for cats and animals, it's like a vet's office, basically. He broke into that, stole a bunch of uh, pain medicine for animals. I thought he was going to go in there and try to, like, you know, groom them or something with, like, six pairs of clippers. Um, So he did that. He then went home around 5.30 in the morning. And he would have been not caught, somehow. (laughs) But uh, he decided at that point to uh, steal his neighbor's ring camera off of the door. And that, apparently, if you disconnect a ring, it automatically calls the police, which I did not know. That that changes my late-night dog walks a little bit. Um, anyway, they got the alert. They called the cops. So, in case you were keeping count, he uh, illegally entered two barbershops, a restaurant, a carpet store, a veterinary clinic, a cat rescue... Fa- oh, there's a veterinary clinic and a cat rescue facility, and someone's truck. He also took hair clippers, white claw, cat warmer, cat wormers, so deworming medicine, animal pain medicine, syringes, some coins... A briefcase, a ring doorbell, keys, jackets, and scissors, and threw most of those things into a retention pond. <laughs> <Fuck it.
2: laughs> I, I want to know how much money he stole because I'm willing to Is bet it the same retention it's something
0: pawn? stupid like $7.32. Uh, it was $800 in cash.
2: Oh, fuck. Okay. Well,
0: the that's amount not of wh- quite as funny. The amount of white claws that he stole was like $600. That is a lot. That's a lot of walking back and forth to the freaking retention pond,
2: and and it's all just random shit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, did somebody Google if you can build a bomb with this shit? Because I'm like, it's it's just so many just random <laughs> items,
0: and he didn't even <laughs> keep most of them, right? And he like. Apparently when the police caught him he was like, Oh, let me tell you how I did it. And like I pictured like it's like one of those movies where it would be like the person's like in freeze frame would be like, You might wonder how I got myself in this situation. No, I think I think I read that he dropped him off
2: at like several different locations. Like the white claws went into the retention pond, the, the clippers were left like outside the business somewhere and it, it was it, it was weird. It it was it was a really weird crime spree. Just a whole bunch of random shit, most of which he didn't keep. And then to top it all off, he stole the one thing that identified him to the police. (laughs) Yeah. And it was from his next door neighbor. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? And his last
0: name is Florida. (laughs) It's like, Like, really? There you go. Lawrence Franklin, King, Florida. You are King, Florida. So. Let's uh, talk about how you can help the show. Rob, do you want to talk about our Patreon? Yes. If you would like to support
2: the show, you can become a patron and join our Patreon. We would appreciate it. (laughs) But for $5, you can get access to our Discord chat. You can get early access to the movie that we're going to be reviewing. You get early access to a top five list, to our top fives list. You can can even submit your own top five list. We do have... You also get a birthday episode, but we do have higher... Tiers where you can curate your own show. You can even come on and join us for a show. Uh,
0: you actually get twenty four seven access to Omar via chat, where he will uh, say naughty
1: things to you um, repeatedly. You also have twenty four even after you request to... him to stop. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you also can shame me whenever you want. It's true. It's true.
2: <laughs> because you have direct access to Omar, and you may voice your displeasure. <laughs> like one of our recent patrons decided he felt he needed to do. This is true. This is true.
1: Like my family and all the women in my life. Voice your displeasure. <laughs> yeah.
0: What what happened here, dude? Do, do you want me to uh, bring this up here? So we we did get a complaint in the the patron only chat room. Um, so uh, Scott would like to talk to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> and in this
2: this business is so effed up that greg actually is the manager i think so i am greg is the one in charge of
0: this loony bin it's because i have the passwords (laughs) at the moment well that's true so uh here is a message from scott to omar uh okay i'm working a 12-hour day so that jeeps can be built and sold in a 150 degree weather auto plant so it's super hot where he's working um, and he's listening to episode 186B of the Give Me Five podcast. I believe that was the Silver Bullet episode, possibly. And then he hears in his mind a needle scratching across a record. He heard Omar say, and I quote, For me, the 80s is a rough decade as far as movies and things like that. I was never a fan of the horror movies of the 80s. Okay, so basically that's what he said. Um, why, Omar, why? You stabbed me in the thorax, then immediately in the pancreas, pan- pancreatitis section of my pancreas. Corey Haim just rolled over in his grave, sat up, and then died again. You take it back. You shut you your whore mouth. Wow, this got elevated quickly. <laughs> For the record, I, I know Scott, and he's—I've n- never heard him talk like that. So this might be serious. Um, about you, shut your whore mouth about '80s movies. I am inconsolable, and he—a uh, grown—a grown man. It was so upset like that he actually 75 put seventy-five crying emojis. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven actual crying emojis. Never seen that either. From him.
1: I will own up to the <laughs> '80s thing and the horror mouth thing. I'm 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 not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with either of those things. Okay, and Scott, uh, a thousand apologies. The '80s was the shit, my man. It was. I was there. I remember. It was amazing.
0: One, one of us. One of us. We, yeah, you were actually a, a born a man out of time. Like, you would have been much, much happier in the 1880s, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I
2: don't know. Maybe the 2180s. No, that, that, that was me. Well, actually, no. You, I was you probably too. the 1680s.
0: Yeah, it been the 1680s. Omar would be the 1880s. Rob like, is burning like, witches in his mind.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. They deserve it.
2: Actually, I might have been the 13. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, the plague years. <laughs> Who can forget? <laughs> me.
0: Me and my, my plaid ass was uh, definitely fell right in line with the high school in the '90s kind of situation, so I'm good. Okay, well we got a lot of topics. We've gotten our apologies, so let's jump right in here. Which uh, since let's just since we heard from Omar, let's uh, have him talk about uh, those who want me dead. Is that what it's called? Those who wish me dead. Those Way who wish me
1: dead. Those who wish me dead. Okay, so those who wish me dead. The first thing that caught my attention with this movie was the title. That's like the coolest movie title I've heard in a really, really long time. So like that absolutely got my attention. And then Angelina Jolie, that can't hurt. Um, She's a total badass in this movie. By the way, um, are either of you interested in seeing this?
2: Um, Maybe, maybe not. I may, but I mean, it's an action flick. You're not really going to spoil a whole lot.
1: Well, the reason I'm asking is because it's on HBO Max. And in movie theaters, but, um, it's only going to be on HBO max for about three more days. So if you,
0: okay, so yeah, then I'll, I will probably try to watch it in three days, but it, I don't, spoilers won't bother me though.
1: Well, it was more about the timing, um, the spoilers. I mean, it's basically, it's your basic action movie. Uh, it came out on May 14th of this year. Happy birthday, mom. Um, it starred, uh, Angelina Jolie. Um, Nicholas Holt, who played the beast, uh, the young beast God. in all the X-Men movies, like days of future past and stuff like that. Um, I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I, he looked immediately familiar. I just couldn't place him. Um, Aiden Gillen, who, um, uh, we little finger, little finger. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and, and seeing him in there throws you off as well because it's such a different cat, like role for him, you know? Well, actually, it wasn't a different role for him compared to Littlefinger, but that's a whole other thing. Um, and John Bernthal... How many people uh, did he kill? <laughs> he... Well, he tried to kill everyone, basically. Um, so he and Nicholas Holt, the, <laughs> the Beast, um, they're, they are um, two assassins. And their job is to take care of... Um, some people involved, like a like a lawyer or whatever, and... Um a little a little uh a little kid gets away and he ends up with um Angelina Jolie and they have to run she's a uh um um a smoke jumper. Does do either of you knows either of you know what that means, smoke jumpers? Have you heard that before?
0: Yeah, that was actually uh me when I would uh, you know, hit on the hottest women in bars in college. <laughs>
1: How'd that go no
2: those are, those are the those are <laughs> the well. firefighters who like skydive into the middle of forest fires to help put them out, right
0: That's ridiculous, rob that I'm being serious here. It was me when I went <laughs> yeah it was I think that's it right That is
1: correct so she's Angelina Jolie is a smoke jumper, and she's at the beginning of the movie they established that she's like crazy and she'll do whatever and she's like a death wish, and then they also established that she had a bad experience with this one big forest fire so this these two assassins are going after um two different lawyers, um, one of them they're successful in getting rid of, and the other one they get rid of the lawyer, but his son escapes, and the son ends up with the Angelina Jolie character, and now it's kind of her job to sort of protect him and then, at the same time, one of her uh, another person from her town is. Uh, played by John Bernthal. Anyone? John Bernthal.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, walking Dead yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. He's the dead. Punisher.
1: Like he was great in that Walking Dead. Right. Exactly. So now he's a cop in town, and he's he, he and his wife live in town, and they establish like how lovely they are together, and she's pregnant. That's important. Um, so now they uh, the the little boy played by Finn Little. Um, he's got to be. Protected by Angelina Jolie, while these two um, assassins come after him. That's
0: uh, how is the cop at catching babies.
1: Well, um, there no no babies were thrown in the making of this movie. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> Much to my surprise and and shame, actually, I was really and mad I'm about. Chagrin. it. Yeah. Um, the great thing about it, though, like excellent acting. This was a very well acted movie. Nicholas Holt and and Aidan Gillen play. Um, the, those are the two assassins. They do a great job. They are terrifying. They don't give a shit about anything but reaching their goal. (laughs) And there's plenty of opportunities for them to prove it. And just the stuff that they say. And they use like... You know like you see a lot of movies where there's like an assassin or somebody's chasing someone else and you're like, okay, yeah, they're trying to establish that these guys are badasses. But in this movie, like they go into like... It gets like psychologically shattering. It's fucked up. Like they're really, really messed up. And they do such a good job of playing it off and like they don't care. Like they just don't give a shit. Um, It's very, very well done. The special effects there's a huge forest fire at the end that's part of the kind of conclusion and resolution of the movie. And uh, very, very good effects. I don't know if they actually lit a forest on fire to do this, but it was amazing. Like it looked really good. Um, um, Angelina Jolie's character is a reckless badass, but in a way, like I've I've never really seen it like that. I mean, I guess the closest I could think of is the movie Salt, but even in, okay. even in I don't know if you've seen that movie where she's like a, she's like have, a spy, but in that movie, she's a badass too. But in this movie, she goes further. She's kind of like, almost has a death wish. She does to some degree. Cause a couple of things that they show, um, it's a really, really cool movie and I'm not really going to spoil much. Um, I, I, I do, I do recommend it in, in the sense that it's just like a, f- it's fun, but it's also psychologically like you do have to pay attention to some of it. It's not just a beer movie, what I would call a beer movie. It's, um, it, it, there's some really cool shit and some really, really interesting scenes but sadly, no one falls in love while skydiving. I'm sorry about that. What? Yeah, I know. What a stupid ass <laughs> movie. No baby tossing and no one no, falls in love while
0: skydiving. No, no it's you know, it's, there's three days left about on before it is off HBO Max for a while. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll it
1: will. It's good. It really is. If you're into like an action movie with with a little bit of a twist, like there's some psychological shit that goes on. That's Pretty heavy, um, with the, w-
0: Rob, we can you can come over. We could light the woods behind my house on fire.
1: Perfect, and I watch oh, it. Hell yeah! Perfect. Maybe yeah. a little pizza. Excellent. You're good to go. Yeah. See well, little well, deers and bunny
0: running, <laughs> running out
2: for their
1: lives.
0: Well, okay. You know, no one speak because Rob just segued to the next thing we're going to talk about, and I want to take this segue. Sweet tooth. Has anyone watched
1: Sweet Tooth? I did not.
0: You told Sweet. me not to speak. Can I speak? You can speak now. I have (laughs) not. Stop speaking. Stop speaking. (laughs) Wow, that has never worked before on anyone ever. Shut up, Rob. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The first time it's ever worked, and he was only doing it to be a pain in the
2: ass.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sweet Tooth is a Netflix show about a half boy, half deer. Thus, little deers and bunnies running. So there's my segue. Uh, It came out June 4th of 2021. It is on Netflix, as I think I just said. Starring Nonzo Anansi, Christian Convery. I have my (laughs) microphone in a weird spot. My microphone is blocking half of my screen for some reason. Uh, The voice of James Brolin, Stefania Levy-Owen, and Dania Ramirez. Uh, This is based on a comic by a dude named Jeff Lemire. Uh, Jeff Lemire, he is very, very Canadian. He has written comics about uh, all sorts of Canadian things. So uh, things maybe like half boy, half deer, Uh, maple syrup, (laughs) hockey, Uh, underwater welding, which is actually not a lie. He did do an entire comic series about underwater, like welding in like the Arctic. I'm assuming I haven't read it yet. It's supposed to be good. On like an oil rig or some shit? Yeah. yeah. Did he write
1: anything about the star of Back to the Future?
0: No, he (laughs) did not actually. He could have though. Well, there's some. But he he has a very interesting earthy style. So it's like, eh if you took a comic book and made like what were some of those bands like what is it, like deer hunter or uh there's like really like earthy ba- bands that have, like, Cadaver? like more... no that's more of a metal band i'm thinking like more like folksy
1: well no deer know. hunter you mean the movie
0: isn't there, there's a band called deer hunter oh, too isn't i don't there? know like those those kind of folksy bands that like they talk about how they wrote their album in a cabin
1: Oh, like and... fish more folks see than mm, got that. Got it. Because they like write songs in cabins in Vermont. Like that's their thing.
0: Okay. Yeah, close to that. He's it, kind of like the con- the comic book version of that. Okay. Um, very interesting style. And I was like, how is this going to become a TV show? You know, the, the whole thing is about, and let me be very, very clear, this comic book came out in the early 2000s. It was about a pandemic that caused an apocalypse. Uh, it very clearly made, took more than a year to make. So it's not like they're like, "Let's a pandemic? Everyone's sick of this thing. Let's make a whole TV show about it. No, this was out long before, or this idea was out long before. The pandemic basically, they don't know, because it kind of killed everybody, they don't know if it was caused by the animal hybrids that started appearing, like these births of half animal, half humans, or if it caused it. So they don't know. Um, But most of the people are very... Angry and hate the animal hybrids, and they are adorable. Um, the The kid that plays the half deer, half boy, who's like your main character, Sweet Tooth, who has that name because he's uh, he loves sugar, maple syrup, oddly enough. But he he's got I used to like he, his face, his facial expressions, like you feel nothing but like I need to protect this kid the whole time, especially with his little like they have little deer ears twitching stuff like that it's it's, yeah it's it it is kind of adorable um and then there's like a little a little like pig girl she has like a pig nose and then there's like a little beaver kid and they're they're just all adorable the 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 beaver kid is like all animated because it's like whole face is beaver-ish so anyway uh basically the story is this kid is was raised by his father the father passes away and the kid is like young in this kind of cabin and is like, I, I think I need to go find my mom. And he happens upon a dude named Jeppard, who in the American version of this, he is a foot, a former football player. In the Canadian version of this, the comic, he is a former hockey player. Um, and they're trying to make their way to Colorado to try to find this woman that he thinks is his mom. Uh, there's, of course, like a, government a series of government agents that are trying to wipe out the the hybrid kid animals, there's a woman that has kind of like a preserve for them uh they haven't met yet, but you know, that, that kind of thing. And it's it's really good. It's it's weird. Uh but it's less weird than the comic, which is good because I think if it was too weird people would be like, what the hell? Um the performances are great. I'll say that the, the two leads, the football player Jeppard and the, the deer, Sweet Tooth, Gus is his real name are both awesome actors and, like, they're they're just great on the screen. Um, I really liked it. I've been trying not to rush through it because it is a little – it's one of those you kind of want to, like, relax. Like, it's an apocalypse thing, but you kind of – it's very – there's a lot of nature, a lot of, like, funkiness. So you kind of want to, like, maybe watch one episode a night. But because of the episode that we're doing, I had to watch, um, you know, a couple of them. So uh, I like it. I would say watch it. Think that it got a season two already, but I'm not sure.
1: Okay, sweet tooth sounds good.
2: Yeah, I was I was actually planning on checking it out. I just hadn't had an opportunity yet. Yeah. Well, from something pretty sweet and innocent to something
0: not. No, it's it's absolutely not. But I sold it that way. But it's really not. Uh, well, the,
2: the little the little deer face. Imagine putting your little dear lips down to the brook to get a cool drink of water. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! bam, a bullet rips through your skull. Now I ask you, would you give a shit what kind of pants the asshole that shot you was wearing?
1: I think you just got an Oscar. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was good. That's
0: that's on his reel. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm cheering up.
1: That was great.
2: So we're going to move on to The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. This is the latest release in the Conjureverse, as Greg has so coined it. It was released on June 4th of this year, 2021, directed by Michael Chavez, stars Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmigia, oh God, Ruari O'Connor, Sarah Catherine Hook, Julian – I'm just going to push past it. Julian Hilliard, <laughs> John Noble, Eugenie Bondurant. Wow. All right. So this one is the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession.
0: I I will jump in here with my initial thoughts. Go, go for it. And, and I, don't, I don't know if this happens to you, but you know, very rarely do any of us go into a movie completely blind. You know, we'll – Look, we have to for what we're doing here, or especially if we're seeing it in the theater, are you going to spend money on something you're not interested in? Kind of thing.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I went into this movie completely blind because it was a horror movie that was new, and Rob, we were going to watch it outside, yeah, of the house. And I thought that'd be kind of cool. But when I do that with movies, which is fine, it's not this is not anything bad with the movie, like it takes me a while to figure out what the movie is actually like about Mm -hmm. and like which. Event happening on the screen is going to be the crux of the movie. Gotcha. You know, so, like in this one, it's in the what you just said. Like it's the murder, and it happens. You know what? Maybe a quarter of the way into the movie, maybe a third. Is, is that really the crux, though? I mean, I, I think the crux is more um, the
2: the possession and is he or isn't he?
0: It kind of turns it slightly into a a crime drama or a, a courtroom drama. Is that moment, and I was like, okay, so this is the big thing. Like, there's obviously obvious uh, other stuff happening. But oh, like... see,
2: and and I viewed it as less of a crime drama and more as a um, a mystery kind of thing, okay, a supernatural mystery kind of thing.
0: But anyway, so go on. What, what were your initial thoughts? How are you with the Conjuring universe? Because I've only seen a couple of them.
2: Um, I haven't. I haven't seen very many of them, and I'm and I'm torn with it being about the Warrens with all of the with all of the press that they had received about you know being being charlatans and and uh, con artists taking
0: money from little old ladies,
2: right? Um, this movie, uh, honestly, I was kind of eh. I I I probably knew a little bit more than you did, um, being that I had seen some trailers. But I still didn't really know the full scope of the movie. I like I didn't know about the the demo, I, Well, I mean, I knew about the demonic possession, but I didn't know about the the mystery portion of it. The is he really possessed or isn't he possessed kind of stuff that they had going on. There was there was a lot more to it, but it really wasn't that spooky, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And for, yeah, that was for that supernatural was a movie. Those are the ones that normally get me, and for it to not be, you know. Not be anything that kind of creeped me out at at certain points. I was I was just kind of like, eh. I mean, this was a movie where I found myself looking at my phone. I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm a, but I think both of us kind of did. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking up stuff about the Warrens at the time, actually. Um, so the thing with this was like, I get that there was the only real emotional connection was that this kid who eventually did a crime was sold as like the nice boy that everyone's like, Oh, when are you going to marry our daughter? You know, my sister, Mm -hmm. the daughter. And I like that connection. Right. Um, Well, and, and also the sacrifice mm -hmm.
2: that was, but that happened really early in the movie.
0: Yeah. So the kid that said that was like possessed and the, the boyfriend was like, get the hell out of her get the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. And, then they kind of did that little, like, w- darkness washing over the face thing We're like, okay, is this kid also – is this other guy now possessed? That kind of thing. Well, no, but he, he actually said, take me
2: instead, take me instead. So, I mean, he actually sacrificed himself to help the little boy. Yeah.
0: So I thought that was good.
2: But that um, was, like, the first five minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah. And there was no, like – the other thing I was thinking for the most part, like, these type of movies I like when they're spooky things and, like – I always like, you know, there's movies where the per- the woman walks into like a, a a room and then walks out, and there's you see like a ghostly figure in the corner mm-hmm. that wasn't there as she walked in, but as she passed it again, it's there. Or like the the one with the woman washing her hair, and you see the other fingers in the hair.
2: Yeah. Or or like they're they're inspecting something. They're walking down a dark hallway, inspecting rooms because they thought they heard something, and they're like center cameras. They're walking down the hallway, and then they make a left hand turn. And there's a person behind them that was completely obscured by the person, you know, walking yeah, yeah. down the hallway.
0: Yeah, like, those type of things freak—that's what freaks me out. And for some reason, none of these scares, except for the one that you pointed out right as it was about to happen— And that was in the trailer, stuck. so it was spoiled. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, none of them stuck. Like, I didn't get spooked out at all. And we were sitting in, basically, in the middle of a dark patio with, like, woods behind us. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of like a, that kind of sucks. Like it, the timing was just off, I think, on the scares, and also the 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 villain didn't scare me.
2: No. Oh, and she got effed up at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: That that was actually some decent some decent work with the with the sound and the and the CG. I mean, because they like twisted her into like a pretzel.
0: As well, they should. Yeah. Wait, literally? Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty much, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, that's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like psychically, not like someone reached over and started twisting. Okay.
2: But, but I mean, all all in all, not like
0: that time we were in Vegas. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Edit, Vegas. I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll edit that out if I remember. <laughs>
1: we signed a contract. Very bad things. Maybe that's one we should do as well. <laughs> oh, um, good one.
2: But all in all, I mean, this this movie was uh, – I mean,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but this movie was kind of forgettable. Yeah, I forgot about the pretzel thing. <laughs> oh, well. And and the, the take me instead. No, I didn't forget about that part. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah I mean, me you
2: didn't really develop any kind of strong connection with very many of the characters. The, I mean, there were a couple of scenes where you're like, oh, this could be creepy, and then ultimately nothing came from it. Like like the scenes where he's mopping the the – Mopping yeah. the, the cell area or the the area while he's in jail and the bucket mm-hmm. disappears and you know, then he backs up and there's a guy that like sings to him or some shit and mm-hmm. then the scene's over. And I'm like, that's it?
0: You... Yeah, there's a lot and there's also a lot of play with the Ed Warren heart problems thing. Mm-hmm. But like whenever they overplay that kind of stuff in a movie, you know that he's gonna have to run or something's gonna have to happen later and it's just it takes it pulls me out of the mm-hmm. movie all the, those always remind me of like uh sometimes we'll be like a one-off simpsons episode where all of a sudden everything is like we have no money we have no money we have no money in that episode they win the lottery or something like it's those kind of things that pull me out of stuff where it, it telegraphs it yeah um i would have been happier honestly if this movie was just in the warren's like little museum thing and they just were describing all of the stuff because there's like one point in this movie where like he's like oh let me talk about all the stuff you have here I'm like yes do it yes and then and, and then they cut to the next scene <laughs> and and I would totally
2: it. I would totally watch a movie that was just like an anthology about all the all the little shit in their uh, in their basement
0: yeah so um what would you say i I mean it's on HBO Max so if you like I ghostly horror movies I feel free to watch, to watch it but yeah I wouldn't pay to watch it either um it's on hbo max and like the fact that i have that i have that already
2: for free if you if you have hbo max and you like these types of movies
0: go ahead and watch it but it's nowhere near as good as like the first couple of them yeah it's also the first one not directed by james wan who we happen to love on this show Mm. at least i happen to love on this show and on my love seat downstairs sweet sweet love but well, we are gonna let, go to the last thing here. Speaking of things we can watch at home, uh, as of today, and things that we know love. as of as of yesterday, actually, uh, Loki came out. Uh, that came out uh, as I said, June 10, thousand twenty-one, on Disney Plus. It is created by Michael Waldron, uh, starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson. Go- uh, there's always one name in here that throws us: uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw and Richard E. Grant. You killed it. That was perfect.
1: Thank you. I don't know if that's true. thank you Omar (laughs) I wanted you to make like be happy you know feel good about
0: yourself yeah so we are only one episode into Loki I haven't seen it
1: but I'm super excited it's fine spoil it whatever but like I am I love all these little Marvel like shows that they're putting together for Disney Plus they're fucking amazing so spoil the shit out of it but I'm like super excited about it there's
0: not a lot of spoilers in this one actually okay I don't think uh Rob what you got? What do you think? Uh let me tell you. I'll tell you when you called me. Okay. In the middle of it. Uh when Loki was having some fun with the the rewinder. Oh, okay. Like with the with the one woman? Yeah, yeah. He was like voop, 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 and I'm like and you're like he called me to ask about uh and I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. What do you think?
2: Um I I actually really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. The it's it's weird the idea of this overarching um, watchdog, I guess, mm-hmm. that controls everything and supposedly has more power than anybody in the universe. I don't know, but then they just get killed off. I, I I'm not sure. So I I mean there, there'll have to be a little bit more explanation, but you
0: know I mean it negates infinity stones um it just, just the, the time variance authority yep and they the are the TVA they do have they have power over anything involving time and time travel i guess so they're kind of like the time police it's, um, it's time cop yeah and i think they control i that's another thing i like i like that you know you see something that seems humble and outdated and you're like and then you find out that they've got like a ton of power but i don't think they have enough they wouldn't have enough power to like do anything outside of their own realm like they can capture people bring them to their own realm but i don't i don't know if we would be calling on them to fight thanos
2: and and that's probably a fair assumption that in their in their own realm meaning outside of because i'm assuming they're outside of the time stream Outside of the time stream, they can control just about anything that they want, and everybody is kind of on the same level, whereas inside the time stream, they're subject to to the same rules that everybody else is, which is why they're being killed off mm-hmm. when they when they show up to correct things.
0: Yeah. The style of the show is fantastic, like that late 60s, early 70s kind of i don't know mid-century like everything's like orange and sappia toned and i loved it i like honestly i hope the show becomes a huge hit and that disney makes hotel that looks like the time variance authority like building you know what it reminded me of
2: uh what is that every every everything including their little their little video that they played for loki while he was in line mm-hmm. um kind of reminds me of the queue for men in black
0: yeah just orange Lot. yeah you're that's very
2: close and the the whole cartoony explanation
0: thing and yeah 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 I love that with the the cartoon with like the the uh, dude with the pointy nose and you know like the the drawings it always those I always call those uh na- like national park drawings because a lot of like the old national park brochures would be mm-hmm. like don't feed the bears and it would have like a drawing like that like the old 60s style comic dudes right um yeah I love that there was a the the sequence where he's walking, they look out at the city, and the city was like. And I was watching with Ethan, and I was like, "I'm like, oh, that's so cool." And Ethan's like, "It's weird because he's usually he'll usually he just kind of agrees, parents, young kid." He was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's okay." He's like, "I've seen cooler cities," and I'm like, "Oh," because he doesn't get that style at all. It's what they thought the future would look like in the 1960s or the ni- early 70s, right? Which I thought was kind of neat, right? Um. The TVA is really weird. Like, the char- that that idea and the characters, it's from, like, an old Fantastic Four comic from, like, I think it was, like, issue 240 or something in that realm, which would have probably put it in the early 90s, like, 91-ish. I kind of looked it up, so I'm not pulling these numbers out of my ass, but it's no, very No, I'm obscure. pulling those numbers out of your ass. Yes. that's. I should really I stop keeping I should really stop keeping those there because you you're the only nurse I know, and <laughs> and eventually you're going to start charging me. Yep. That. Okay. I'll, I'll buy pants with pockets from here on out.
2: Okay, I would appreciate
1: okay.
0: that. Oh my god, that's so funny. But uh, no, it's really It's uh, well, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, so it's it's a really obscure idea. So like, it's funny because there's so much that they can mine for Marvel stuff, and they're going with the obscure stuff and making it work which is crazy like when they went with rocket raccoon i'm like okay well that's never gonna work because i i knew the character and then i saw the first trailer i'm like well shit they did it he's awesome yeah
2: (laughs) fuck you guys Uh, for proving me wrong
0: yeah what did you think of mobius or owen wilson's character
2: I, I thought that he was very stereotypical for the for the time period that they were going for and I I feel like he pulled off what it was they were looking for mm-hmm. and and that's the the over over prepared over studied um kind of know-it-all who can still be misled
0: yeah because I like... I actually saw him pickpocket him so did I I was the only, I I, I, Ethan was like, uh, "Oh, he's using the stone, the the tesseract." And I'm like, "No, he stole the thing. When he fell on the ground, he like reached around with his left hand and grabbed it, mm-hmm. like around the other side. Yeah. And they didn't do the thing where they cut to it, which I thought was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, where where they give you like a close up. Mm-hmm. They 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 put it out there for you to see. They just didn't focus on it, which which I love because I love that they give the viewer the opportunity to." Basically, play detective and figure out what happened. And if you've yeah. got a keen eye, you can see it happening, but they're not going to explain it to you.
0: Yeah, and it does. And if you don't figure it out, it doesn't really hurt the plot, right? Right. Uh, the character of Mobius. The, there's two reasons for that. Obviously, the idea of the Mobius strip, which is that strip that you know twists in on itself. Yeah, the, the, the infinity kind of thing. thing. Yeah. So there's that, but also there is a comic book artist named Mobius. He is a French comic book artist, and he is he specialized in those. Very highly detailed type drawings, where it would be like a drawing of a futuristic city. Um, some of, like uh, I think Fifth Element is based on a lot of his work. Um, Interesting. And the city that I talked about a second ago is also very reminiscent of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you if you he's recently passed, he was like eighty ninety years old. But I highly highly suggest if you like that style of art, where that you can look at it for hours and hours and hours and you still pick things out. The really thin pen lines with a ton of details. Uh, He's one of my all-time favorite artists. I I love his stuff. Um, I do not understand French, though, so it makes it very difficult to read. Mm. Just well, Yeah. Uh, So there's that. Yeah, um, I thought Owen Wilson's character was excellent as well and kind of fit the whole thing. Um, What else did I want to talk about here? I thought it was awesome that he was D.B. Cooper. Yeah, they did They did the D.B. Cooper thing in there, which was uh, almost like a prank in a way. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was good, and they, they put that in the trailer, and everyone's like, oh, maybe it's going to be like a Quantum Leap thing where he's going to be all sorts of different things, but we'll find out. Um, and I guess really the other thing we didn't really talk about, the whole reason this is all happening is Endgame. And... Yeah, when the
2: Tesseract ended up at his feet, and he got it and slipped out.
1: Yeah, wait, that wait, wait, wait. wasn't so what, "quote unquote" supposed to happen. So, what's the timeline then, compared to Endgame? The show,
0: so, it starts off. The first thing you see is the Hulk bursting out that door, running into the guy with the who, who had it. I forget.
2: Stark, Tony Stark, Stark had, came to steal the Tesseract because that was when they that was when they last knew where it was.
0: Yeah. Wait. So this is before Endgame uh no it's after this is it's con- after, Wait, after? I remember so they're in the lobby of avengers tower cuz they went back in time you saw in game right yeah yeah they go back in they time. go to get the they go to get the tesseract oh. tony starks there holding it in a briefcase and the hulk bursts through the door and no. knocks it out oh this is the, during the... the
2: actual the actual timeline that they're in is at the end of the first avengers avengers movie, movie yeah so because it's the, just it's after back. the chitari had invaded new york but it also involves the Tony Stark from Endgame because when they were trying to collect the Infinity Gems or whatever, they had to go back in time to steal the Tesseract right. where from where they knew it was last located and that was at the end of the at the end of the Chitauri invasion. So Tony Stark went back in and he grabbed the Tesseract as they were being confronted by the government agents and he was walking towards the stairwell. And the Hulk s- slammed open the door, hit Tony Stark. He dropped the briefcase and the Tesseract slid across the floor towards Loki. And that's where Loki grabbed it. And that's the aberrance in the timeline that everybody's talking about. Wait, so when he grabs the Tesseract and escapes.
1: So that's where this is in the show?
2: That's where, the, that's where this show picks up is right there where Loki grabs the Tesseract and escapes. Wow.
1: Okay. I am, my brain is on fire right now. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> Okay. You'll get it when you'll get it when you watch it. They're, no, no, no. I get it. I like, but it's so like I I, I really love how the Marvel is killing it. Like they're just they're just killing it. They're doing such a great job. Um and, and I'm not like the comic book guy, you know what I mean? So I haven't seen the comic books, but like so my perspective is from someone who's just watching the movies and the shows and mm-hmm. they're just they're nailing it. Like it's so well done and it's so well Let me ask you guys, is it because they're following the comic books so closely? Is that what it is?
2: Well, see, and I'm just like you, Omar. I never really read the comics, but I've been a huge fan of the Marvel movies, and I've been following along, and I think they've done an excellent job of just interweaving all of the stories, tying everything together, and keeping everything, um, and paying attention to continuity, basically. Right. Because so many well, what, movies just ignore continuity, and that's where they—that's where you run into problems.
1: But the interesting thing is that whenever I talk to like somebody who's like steeped in the comics, like Greg, or like other people that I know, it seems to be the common denominator. Seems to be that the movies are so good. This is me. This is my synopsis. The movies are so good because they're doing a really good job of. Um, following the comic books. And they not- don't follow them
0: exactly. Huh? They're not following them exactly. Well, so- you can't
1: follow them exactly because, yeah. as you know, with any written thing versus the TV or movie version, there's mm-hmm. a lot more detail in the written thing, so you have to cut things. It's by necessity. But they're doing a very good job of being true to the source material.
0: Yeah, I think what happened is... Marvel there so there's Marvel and DC and I'm not going to go into the whole history there no, but no. what Stan Lee did that was was genius was a couple of things one he gave every single character that he created some sort of weakness which makes the Marvel characters more personable you know Peter Parker he was a he was a nerd uh Iron Man had a heart problem uh every single character had a weakness
1: but is that not true in DC?
0: Not really. I mean is the the Superman? the weaknesses are more yeah like Superman has kryptonite Superman. but that's like how many stories can you do with kryptonite? Right. And, and where's so like are
1: that's you
2: a, get it? Like, it's it's not a character thing; it's an actual weakness thing. Got it? Yeah.
1: It's a, it's an outside. So that's that's movie. one of the things. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Um, and I think the other big thing that that Marvel did, like in the '70s, comics were were a really big counter culture th- culture thing. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, these like these crazy like out there cosmic characters, the Watcher, like all of these those characters were brought to the counterculture and all of the, the tune out types like loved them, but they made it palatable and brought that uh, these crazy ideas that uh, we were talking about this off the record or off the screen, like those, those seventies, like sci-fi uh, journals and stuff like that with these crazy ideas that every so often one would become mainstream. Marvel had a really big, I had the way of doing that. And they continued with that kind of ethos with their movies. They're taking these absolute crazy ideas, throwing, they're, they're leaning into it instead of like hiding it. Hey, this is a talking raccoon. Fuck you. Right? Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, they leaned into like, that. It,
0: like, that dude over there is wearing a superhero costume. Eat my ass. Like, it, but, but early on, it was like, well, maybe if we made them more uniforms and whatever. So, no. Captain America has a goddamn shield. He's going to throw it. It's going to bounce around. It's going to come back to him. You know, you unpatriotic motherfucker. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. And, like, they lean into it, and they, they throw the best writers, the best directors, the best actors at it, and it works. And I got to say, eat my ass, like, eight times there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did. So. so, But um, I think it's going to be another great one. Uh, my only complaint is that it was... Um, A little bit slow. Um, It did take a little while to set up. You're absolutely right. But I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, it was only, I think, only a bad thing because I was a little bit tired. Mm -hmm. And I was also, like, hoping that my child would want to continue watching it so that we're not, like watching the same stuff every night. You
2: know? So now the question is, because I, I thought I heard that they were going to move it to a Friday night. Are we going to have to wait longer than a week for the next episode, or are we going to get another episode on Friday? I hope we get another episode on Friday. That'd be great. That is the plan, right? They're going to move it to Friday? I don't think so, because if you
0: the ad says every Wednesday.
2: Oh, well, never mind then. I am wrong. Do not listen to me.
0: Never do. Next week, we are going to talk about that The Thing Called Love this is uh, River Phoenix's last movie and it's uh, it's interesting Uh, we have a bunch of different opinions and we're going to have a special guest on his name is Zach Loy Uh, he is the touring guitarist for the band Live Uh, he also has toured with Ed Gwalczyk who's the lead singer of the band Live as well as he is um, I have to ask about this I think he is a um, a member on and off of the Of the band uh, Alpha Rev Which are also pretty cool Um, Awesome guitar player Really nice dude And we will be talking to him Where can they contact us?
1: Um, They can like They can subscribe They can review um, They can do that They can leave us a review on iTunes And if it's not iTunes Any podcast app you are using Is fine with us We do not discriminate We love all of them um, there's the give me five podcast dot com if you want to um check out what's what you can find us on facebook by searching for the give me five podcast that's f i v e not the number five please um and then there's also give me five pod at twitter and instagram and give me five podcast at gmail dot com if you want to tell greg why he sucks Wait, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. my favorite thing, however. Is the store because I love cool shit. So there's Gimme Five Podcast at Threadless com, um, where you can go get all kinds of like neato, interesting things. Um, is there an affiliate? Anyone? Anyone help me out? We, we do have an
0: affiliate link. I can explain that. We haven't talked about that a lot recently. But we record via via Squadcast, which works really well, unless someone has a computer from 1987. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. No more. <laughs> I'm working on it. God damn it. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, and that uh, – basically what that does is uh, we record using Squadcast. We don't have to be in the same room, which is good because Omar and Rob would fist fight.
1: No, it's um, a love fest.
0: They'd be love hits. And uh, you can check that out on our – on. Uh, GiveMeFivePodcast dot com is where we have that link. It is uh you click on that, you decide you want to use Squadcast, and we get just a little teeny tiny bit of money that goes to pay for band aids after Omar and Rob this fight. <laughs> the band aids are all on my end. That is that, and uh, thank you for listening. Omar, what's two plus two? Seven. Excellent. Uh, Rob, are you going to say anything?
2: I don't know what I'm doing!